Have you heard about the practice of yogic intimacy? Today I have an incredible guest on the Central Alchemy podcast. Her name is Nina Lombardo. She is a very potent teacher and practitioner around the topics of yogic intimacy and sexual polarity and really working with women, helping them embody the kind of relationship, the kind of deeply satisfying intimacy that they want to experience in their relationship life by cultivating a daily personal practice. So really treating every moment of life as a lover and starting to feel and experience and embody the intimacy that you want to experience without needing it and outsourcing it outside. This is in a nutshell, the practice of yogic intimacy. We are going to go in much more details into it to help you cultivate the intimacy that you desire in your life. This interview is packed with beautiful, heartfelt, um, actionable and not so actionable insights um, that will inspire you and open up your heart and make you feel a bit more incredible about today and about your life in general. So I highly recommend you check it out. Now, before we get into it, um, I want to say a few things. First and foremost, the most affordable and easy and beautiful way that you can support me and this podcast and my work is to really subscribe. Simply subscribe. Um, and you can also share this video with and this interview with people who you, you feel will resonate with as well. Other than that, and if you want to watch the full, watch or listen on all the platforms to the full length of this interview, as well as every other interview that I do on my podcast, as well as have access to a library of courses, embodiment practices, a bi-weekly live session with me, all of which are going to help you cultivate the deeply satisfying sex and intimacy life that you desire and deserve. Then consider joining the Liberated Lover membership. It's only 35 bucks per month and you can try it for seven days for absolutely for free. Get in there, watch previous recordings of our live sessions packed with incredible information, actionable, actionable insights and everything really that you need to know to cultivate the relationship, sexuality and intimacy that you are yeah, that you deserve in your life. So you can go check it out. I'll leave the link down below. Without further ado, let's get into the interview. I'm really, really, really glad to have you here. Thank you so much. Um, maybe we can start by you telling a little bit of your story, who you are, your work, whatever is alive in you right now. <laughs> and uh, let's take it from there. Hmm. It's always such a big question and, and always difficult for me to answer, no matter how many times yeah. I'm asked that. But I, I primarily work with women and I work around uh, intimacy, really. Intimacy with ourselves, intimacy with life as it is. And, uh, you know, I work with these concepts of masculine and feminine. But for me, those are just parts and aspects of who we are, the core essence of the quality and this fabric of our existence. And sometimes I feel like masculine and feminine is such a, I mean, there's already so much context and meaning to those words. So it can be so watered down and there's, there's honestly no word to put on, on that essence of what we are. And so this feminine aspect of reality which to me is this aspect of who we are that is life and love and dynamic and moving and alive. I help women connect with that aspect in themselves 
for themselves and also for the sake of um, intimacy with their beloved, with their partner. Mm, beautiful. Um, indeed, yes. I feel like also in my work, when I talk about polarity or feminine masculine, I'm very wary of like um, using these terms because they are so uh, be contaminated by societal structures and gender identities and all these kind of things. Um, so either I only use it when I speak with like one-on-one -on -one clients or people that I actually have time to have a conversation in length about it, like right now, mm -hmm. um, or I'm just using different terms like <laughs> yin-yang or maybe some things that are a little bit less overused, like awareness and life force or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe I, I would be curious. I, I love listening to every practitioner and the way they kind of like formulate the teachings of polarity in their own specific style. And I would love to hear yours, um, mm -hmm. at least like the, the high level of it. And then we can maybe go a little bit more in depth, mm -hmm. wherever intuition mm -hmm. takes. But what, are, what is your mm -hmm. intuitive take on polarity teachings from your experience in your work? Mm -hmm. Well, coming back to the fundamentals of these powers uh, of what I call, I, I do use masculine and feminine, but I do often also use the term awareness and energy. So that is the core on the most spiritual level of what I'm usually touching and working with every time I work with any polarity is these essences of awareness and energy that make up reality. It's the union, it's the love making of these two forces, which are not actually separate, <laughs> but they separate just enough to create this friction in the universe that creates reality as we know it. So these are playing out within us right now to create who we are right now. And they also play out between us right and often this happens quite organically and naturally if one person is kind of more rested in the pulse aspect of reality the love the energy and one person is more rested in the awareness more empty aspect of reality then naturally people will come together there'll be an erotic friction there that will draw them together a magnetization and this happens whether we're conscious of it or not, but in my work, we become conscious of it, how to play with it in relationships so that we can experience the union of those two powers coming together through two bodies. But of course, we can also experience that union in one body because that union is always happening. <laughs> Beautiful. So if I want to like, and part of why I love polarity teaching so much to a certain degree is not just its implications on intimacy which is obviously the most potent or like the most spoken about aspect of it but rather how it influences every moment like how i experience every moment as a connection with a lover and so maybe we can do a little experiment right now mm -hmm. um, if i come to you and i want to connect or like to create a deeper sense of harmony and polarity within my own self right now as we speak Say I'm sitting next to you in a workshop and what would you, where would you take me? Like, what would you say 
mm. a person can do as a practice for a beginner right now to create deeper harmony of the feminine and masculine within their own mm. self, in their own experience, and become more aware of the intricacies and the differences qualitatively and experientially mm. between the mm. two. Mm-hmm. Well, it certainly depends on what the person needs and what their portal might be, right? So what I would suggest to each person would be different. To me. Um, to you, to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say become aware that you're aware. <laughs> and as you become aware that you're aware, can you also be aware of the life? the vibration, the love moving within and as you right now? Can you sink your awareness into that core vibration of your being? And you might need to sink deeper than the more surface dense vibrations of your thoughts and your emotions, feel what's beneath that, what's living that, and sink your awareness there. And rest here. I immediately felt a a sense of a childlike, joy joyfulness um playfulness in the experientially tapping in any particular moment into this dance of reality like really how consciousness holds Mm. the play of life itself the energy that is moving and really feeling them within my own self i love doing that Thank you for taking mm-hmm. me there and potentially anyone who is listening to this even for a few moments. Mm-hmm. Talking about intimacy. What are some things that you observe in your work, in your workshops? Um, I imagine you also work with couples or consult with couples as well, or is it just with women? Sometimes I do, but mostly I work with women and consult them about their relationships. So what are some of the things that you observe kind of like patterns that repeat themselves in, in, in individuals, mostly mm-hmm. women, obviously, in your work, but also in couples when it comes to the lack of awareness of polarity and then the transformation that happens once it starts become, coming to the surface and becoming part of the practice. Mm-hmm. I think when you, people are usually coming into this work, they don't realize that it is work. <laughs> it's a practice. It's, a, it's literally a spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. So the way I approach relationship is that you're showing up into your encounters with your beloved as you would show up to a church or a temple or to your yoga mat or to your altar that you're coming to inhabit a quality of energy that is in devotion to that which you 
love most deeply within your partner. Mm. So it's really showing up as love to the relationship. And where I, I find the gap in practices <laughs> is that we all feel love in our hearts, <laughs> I think, most of us. But our body's transmission of that love is very, very muddled and restricted and closed off because we have trauma and, mm. and unconscious fears or just lack of skill around how to bring love through our bodies. But it is through our bodies that we experience intimacy. So teaching people how to embody the depth of love, of presence that they are, mm. is really the core practice, which takes time and some orientation to get used to. So it's, it's as simple as tr noticing how you're breathing around your partner, noticing where your thoughts are. Are you lost in thought or are you feeling your partner? Because all of that makes an impact on how close you're going to feel to each other. If you're constantly in your thoughts when you're with your beloved, of course, you won't experience the intimacy that your heart is craving because you have to become intimate with the moment as it is now. And that means showing up to the experience of this moment fully. And, and that is painful for a lot of people. Yeah, but the moment includes also pain and suffering. Like the Buddha says, life is, is pain. I love that you put love as, as a orientation because this is really, and I'm speaking really purely from my own journey, my own practice, my own life. Everything that I've done or everything that happened eventually brought me to a place in which I realized that love is, is just it. Like it's, it's, it's the goal, it's the essence, it's the very fabric of reality, it's the only thing that matters, it's the answer to everything, and it's the only orientation that you ever want to have. And we can talk forever about what love actually is, but I'm talking about love with a capital L, the love, this omnipresent, omniscient, unconditional love. And I love that you put it in, in the fourth of, of why. Why practice polarity? Why practice devotional relationships? Because I feel like not every polarity teacher that I came across, um, maybe they can say it, but I didn't feel it that they embody it. And when I listen to some of your videos and I listen to some or read some of your posts, I really could feel it. And even now, like I can feel this like beautiful, pure, loving essence that is in the front and the orientation and the intentionality behind your practice and your work. And this is really what I'm about. <laughs> and <Me> so. <laughs> <laughs> and so I love that you bring it forth and this is really helpful because I feel a lot of people kind of like get it's, it's easy to get confused with all the knowledge and the practices and the mm -hmm. uh, embodiment uh, modalities and how to and there is a very huge difference it almost doesn't matter as much I, I would go as far as to say it doesn't matter as much what you do and how you practice as much as why you practice it like yeah if you try to enhance your life in the bedroom, gain more power over, over your partner, by which is a very easy kind of like pitfall to fall into in polarity teachings, mm -hmm. gain more knowledge, more awareness, more power to manipulate the moment into your own likings. 
when it doesn't matter what you do, you're not going to enjoy very deep intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how, how did you came, what was your journey kind of like coming into this? Mm-hmm. I, I'm really curious about that. Yeah, well, I just want to touch on what you said, because it's really, really important, because there are a lot of polarity teachings out there, because life is polarity. Life is polarity from level surface to deep. And that's why I focus on the deep first. Like that's why this, this love and this consciousness starting from that place, living that, connecting with that and teaching from that place is so important to me because that is where the depth of the teaching lies for me. But then there's lots of surface ways that polarity plays out. And and we can get lost in that because those surface ways can be very manipulative and they are manipulative. We're manipulating reality usually to get something for ourselves. So I can embody certain qualities of movement and flow and attract a certain level of stillness on a, cer- on a, on a more superficial level. And that might feel erotic and charged and good, but if it's lacking that connection to depth, then for me, it's not worth it personally. <laughs> That's yep. just not what I'm about. When one cultivates that relationship with consciousness in themselves, they just become trustable, mm-hmm. right? Because they're less pulled by um, the ever-changing motions of life, and they can they stay rooted in this unchanging depth of consciousness, and that feels so deeply relaxing for particularly one who really identifies with the feminine. So women have their radar or their sensitivity to what is and isn't trustable is hasn't been cultivated or developed. So for one who craves to be in a devotional relationship, they first have to develop that perception of trust because mm-hmm. it's not healthy and it's not in one's best interest to open themselves devotionally to one who is not trustable, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And that's something I do see happening quite often. So I teach women how to get in alignment and in touch with their inner wisdom, discernment, intuition, which is always alive and always activated, and how to make choices from that place rather than from the more fleeting wants and desires of, ooh, he looks attractive, or he has X, Y, and Z checked off. That's not important. How does your heart feel the depth of him? And ask yourself, do you trust him? Do you trust him? And that is the primary, that's the primary work.